This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast, and there's so much going on basketball-wise. we got a transfer out and a transfer in, and we haven't yet had Derek Piper on the podcast to break it all down. And Derek is feeling good. I know Illini fans are, are feeling a little you know, uh, unsure of what's going to happen. I'm sure the staff is that way too, Derek, but you just got in the basketball gym, man. Got to see some AAU hoops for the first time in a while. It was fun. It's been way too long, I think. July 2019 was the last time I was in a AAU gym. So it was refreshing to, to get back in that element. And that's what springtime is supposed to be about, spring and summer. So uh, to see those guys get going and seeing a lot of high-level talent, as you mentioned there, and uh, Macaroon Fire, Mean Streets, Brad Beal Elite, Illinois Wolves. So a lot of really good players. Uh, got to do some interviews and, and check out a lot of guys that uh, I've seen a little bit before and even some new ones as well. So uh it's back to that grind, which I'm excited about. Absolutely. I love that part of the job. And uh, Derek, this is the first time those kids too have, have been in the gym and, and had this kind of exposure, um, you know, to, to media, obviously you're, you're getting filmed too. Um, so 2022, 2023 class, any, any initial things people should know? It sounds like JJ Taylor is a name everyone will know in the country very shortly. Yeah. If you haven't heard already, I mean, 2023 out of Kenwood, and they've got three really good ones. Mike Irvin now coaching there. You got J.J. Taylor, who's one of the top 10 players in the country in that class. I mean, you're always careful to throw out comparisons, but the dude's play style and body type, he, he plays like Durant. Like, he is six foot eight, super slender, and, and can get up and finish above the rim. The way he just releases his shot and how smooth and effortless – his scoring is he looks like KD. He's going to be an absolute superstar. Is he going to play in college? That's of course going to be a follow-up question. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, it, it was fun to watch him play. He's got a teammate in uh, Day Day Ames, uh, Darren Ames. Day Days is is what he goes by. Uh, who's a very good lefty point guard. That's one to watch. Uh, and then a six-seven forward in Davies Lowry. Those that trio from Kenwood all have Illinois offers so far and. Uh, th that's exciting uh, and see if you can keep the macker and fire pipeline going. Although there's a, a hitch or a spill in that pipeline. And we're going to talk about that. Yes, we will get into it. But that Mac Irvin pipeline, for the most part, seems like it's gone from Morgan Park with Nick Irvin, now Western Illinois, to Kenwood with Mike Irvin, uh, now as the head coach there. All right, Derek Piper, we will get to the addition. Illinois does have an addition, and yes, they will make some. This roster is going to go through a lot of changes here. We'll chat about Florida transfer Omar Payne here coming up. But you mentioned it. Adam Miller, former Mac Irvin Fire star, former Morgan Park star, and everyday starter for Illinois last season uh, goes in the transfer portal. And I texted you that day. I go, are you as shocked as I am? Because Adam seemed to say the right things and maybe he felt them. Maybe he just knows what to say to the media, 
but it just felt like all of this was setting him up for Adam Miller to be the co-star or maybe the star of this team next year, along with, you know, Andre Curbelo, especially if Kofi Coburn goes pro. So what was your reaction when you saw that? And what's this mean for Illinois? I was pretty surprised, pretty shocked. Like you said, I thought that, and I, I, we had discussed it quite a bit throughout his recruitment, just knowing the presence of IO and if you were to be back and all of a sudden he is returning and how do those two coexist and, and just wondered, is you, you understand when you're a top 40 type of recruit and, and you've, you're in that kind of a mold, you, you're thinking about the next level. You, you, that's not to say you don't want to win in college. You don't care about your team in college, but uh, that is a big part of the plan is getting to that next level. And uh, I do think that by everything that he said in the off season, throughout the season, uh, by everything that we could gather is he really embraced playing alongside Iowa, learning from him, learning from Trent, uh, buying into a role. And I, that's translated on the court as far as his uh, locking in on defense and doing some different things that he necessarily wasn't prioritizing in high school. Uh, did he shoot the three as well as he could have or wanted to? No. I mean, he's a lot better shooter than a 34% from the outside. Uh, and yeah, I, I think, Clearly, with Io leaving, there was a big opportunity for him to step in and, and have a, a big role. Now, Illinois is very active as far as getting another impact combo guard or someone in that backcourt, Ty Ty Washington, Amar, Armand Franklin. How much did that play into it? I don't know if it's it's probably more so just Curbelo has clearly shown, and, and we kind of assumed it, he's going to be the conductor, the guy who's running the offense, has the ball in his hands, and uh, – I think now, based on hearing some things, maybe Adam or those around him didn't love the role of playing off the ball so much or just being kind of a spot-up shooter. Now, some of that was Adam could have needed to show some more with his off-the-dribble game and continue to progress, which he was going to have the opportunity to do so. Um, so, yeah, I, I know it did catch the, the staff off guard. There was some rumblings within the, the week before that uh, about maybe some, some issues, but I, I personally didn't put a whole lot of stock into it. I thought that Adam, as far as just what he was mentally, he was going to be ready to come back. And uh, I mean, he had even the the post about the, the D Brown XL jerseys winning the trophies. And uh, do we have your attention now? He, he, had, he still has our attention, but I, I don't know where it's going to be in his next destination. I've loved talking to Adam. So like, I, I, I don't take well the people who disparage him. Listen, this is a decision he made. We'll see if it works well for him or not. I think he's going to be a really good player for somebody. But Derek, this is like the, the modern era, right? Like you almost can't get too attached to, to players um, or think, hey, that's the next wave of guys because maybe that freshman, sophomore isn't happy. We saw that with Alan Griffin last year saying, man, I want, I want a bigger role. I, I want the ball in my hands a little bit more. And Seemed to go well early with Syracuse, but not so much late in the season uh, for Alan Griffin. So I, I wish Adam the best, uh, but it does leave a hole, uh, a big hole uh, for next year and what is going to be a high usage, high scoring role. And obviously they are in the mix for, for Ty Ty Washington, uh, Armand Franklin, the Indiana transfer guard, who they're hoping to sway away from Indiana. And hey, kudos to Mike Woodson, bringing back uh, Trace Jackson Davis and, and Christian Lander. Like they're, they're going to be, they could be good. They, they, they could be really good. Uh, Illinois has got maybe even as many holes to fill now. Um, so what do they do? Like how big of an impact is this, Derek? Because the one hard part about this era 
is the transfer portal can taketh away, but it also can giveth a, a lot of uh, possibilities. Yeah, you've seen both sides of it now where the first part of it is, hey, we're going to keep our guys that we're supposed to keep. And then look, I mean, there's Armand, there's Big Ten starters littered throughout the transfer portal and all these top 50 former recruits now who either didn't work out or they've had success and, and just want to look somewhere else. Uh, but it goes the other way against you. And, and that had to be an expectation, not necessarily that it was going to come this offseason, but that's just the nature of the beast at this point. Uh, Adam is a big loss, like you said, uh, as far as what he had already shown in the Big Ten, but really what he was expected to step into. And I would have fully uh, have a, a big sophomore leap. Phone never. We're, we're always plugged in. It's, it was actually Papa Werner. Ah, there it is. It was dad. He's he's been checking in throughout the NCAA tournament. He was so disappointed because he was like getting like my dad's just not a big. He's a farmer. He's not a big college basketball fan, but he, he obviously pays attention to what I do. And he kind of had gone all in on Illinois, and then they did that. So he was mm. he was so disappointed. He kept calling me after they lost Eric and saying. Illinois really dropped a stinker there, didn't they? I'm like, oh, yeah. Man. So he's probably trying to get my Gonzaga UCLA take, but can continue. Or maybe he wants to talk about Michael Kopech. How about that? Ah, yeah. looking good last night. Gas, some gas there. Uh, but yeah, Adam Miller. As far as yeah, Curbelo's going to run the offense. As far as facilitating, uh, being able to to come off the pick and roll, and and you want some shooters, and, and Adam was definitely one of those. I think. Clearly, there's already a huge priority on getting a someone like Ty Ty or getting Ty Ty, getting an Armand Franklin. If you miss on those, all of a sudden you're wondering who's next. And uh, there's just more of a, an urgency now or just more of an emphasis on having to hit on some of these guys. And we, we've seen with uh, the big man as far as 2021, you missed on some and and there's now in this window now you missed it. it could really be costly you're just putting more weight on landing one of those and also more weight on maybe even an Austin Hutcherson coming back and and being healthy now if he's if he is that and you I don't want to get too excited about some highlight tapes in a gym against nobody else but I mean the dude's got the look the measurables the three-point stroke uh, if he's healthy that's a big that's a, that is a big if but it might be some, a sense where you need him. You're going to be relying on him. And if that doesn't, if that falls through, maybe it hurts a lot more than if you did have Adam there. Yeah, that's the difference is Adam was a known with, with a lot of upside. I thought he could have gone from an eight point a game freshman to a 13 to 15 point a game, you know, sophomore. I think he had that kind of possibility, especially with Curbelo uh, kind of finding him in open spots. I, I thought there was Derek, and you've seen it. Um, I, I think there was more of an in-between attack the basket game. They started to show a little bit later on in the season. So I think it's a huge loss, but you do have an opportunity uh, to potentially add some good players who can replace that production. But I'm trying to start to think about this, Derek, is you almost say like, hey, you got to replace Trent and DeMonte and Io and Adam Miller all in the backcourt, right? But the way I'm kind of trying to look at this is, you got to fill two huge rotation spots because Curbelo, Grandison, now Omar Payne, uh, possibly Kofi returning. We'll see. Coleman Hawkins obviously will get a bigger role. You hope Austin Hutcherson is there. But I think we, I'm starting to think of Grandison more as a three. And I think this is the chance for Illinois to, who's so guard heavy and they were great. But if you can add a Franklin and or Ty Ty Washington, and that would be great if they could land both with a Hutcherson. All of a sudden, your one through three looks 
pretty solid, right? For for a Big Ten group, especially with Curbelo running the show. But if you can add a four that makes you more versatile, more dynamic, longer, you can rebound more, um, you're better matchup defensively with pain there too. Um, I, I, that's how I'm trying to start to think of this rather than just, hey, you got to replace Miller and Jasumu as two lead guards who can score. Well, maybe you need one of those guys plus another guard uh, who can handle the ball a little bit. But uh, I think one of those spots can shift to a four because we know, Derek, that was a position that hurt them throughout the year, including the Loyola game. Yep, absolutely. I, I think that is a good way to look at it. They, they want to find and it, how many times. It's Groundhog Day as far as these off seasons. We need to find a four. We don't have the answer at the four yet. Uh, Grandison and, and DeMonte did provide the shot making that you were looking for out of that position in terms of two guys that could shoot 40% from three. But uh, in terms of, you know, DeMonte rebounded it decently, but I mean, he's still six foot three. You want to have a legit four man there, have some more length, more athleticism, uh, and then slide Grandison, like you said, probably a more natural position at the three. And yeah, I mean, if you do get Armand and Ty Ty, I don't think you necessarily miss a beat in terms of what you would have had with Adam because Armand's more proven in the Big Ten than Adam is at this point as far as uh, two years in the league, uh, had a better year this past year, catch and shoot numbers are better, uh, has more is more proven right now as far as creating his own shot and everything. So he is really important. I'm, I'm really high on if Illinois were to make that happen, now it's going to be tough uh, in terms of what they're battling with Indiana. I know Louisville has been involved as well. Uh, but yeah, as far as a four, Trey Mitchell is someone that could play five and four, depending on what happens with Kofi. Uh, Joel and Tabway is someone that after he transferred from UNLV, Illinois was really interested uh, he goes to Texas Tech. It doesn't work out for him, but I mean, he's six foot eight with exceptional offensive skill. Can shoot the three. Uh, can do some things off the dribble. And then Christian Bishop's another one that Illinois reached out. I know Chen's been involved with him from Creighton. Played a lot of pretty much all small ball five with Creighton. But that dude is a is an athlete. Can really finish explosively above the rim uh, and do some good things uh, in that sense. So six foot seven. Uh, but yeah, they, they want to look more the part where again you're playing six three or six six or whatever it may be at the four. I mean that that's not what you're necessarily looking for ideally. We just talked about the player going out of the program. Let's talk about the player coming into the program. Omar Payne, what does he bring to Illinois? We'll talk about that next. Introducing the Two Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Derek, at least now after today, Illinois knows it has one 
player in its postman rotation. Like this is a huge get to get Omar Payne this early on. And if you don't know much about Omar Payne, the, the latest thing you heard probably isn't very good with the two elbows uh, to John Fulkerson in the uh, SEC tournament. It was, it was, it was vicious. Uh, and, and it's something Illinois obviously had to discuss with him, but it's probably part of the reason uh, he's gone from Florida, but he sit out uh, an NCAA tournament game uh, because of it. Fulkerson had a concussion and a facial fracture. Uh, so there's, there's no, defending that but he's a very talented player and uh he's a former top 50 prospect he actually was number 11 in the center rankings in the class of 2019 one spot behind drew timmy one spot ahead of kofi coburn and i, I chatted with him today derek and he said kofi's development is a huge reason he wanted to come here because he saw Kofi in high school, played against him in high school, and he's like, that guy's a completely different guy uh, than what he is now. And Orlando Antigua, obviously, with a great history uh, with big man Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, Willie Cauley-Stein, all those guys at Kentucky. Um, so this is this is big for Illinois to get him. And, and Omar seems to think Kofi Coburn will likely be gone. I think that remains to be seen. I think Kofi would like to be gone, but whether you like to be gone and be drafted or whether you get actually drafted uh, are two other things. So he'll go through the process. Uh, but he also mentioned, I think he mentioned to me publicly, Derek, so he said Georgie Bashanishvili is likely going to be gone. And, and you and I, you obviously heard the similar things of Georgie potentially looking for a professional contract overseas. Um, so at worst He's potentially a huge upgrade over Georgie as a rim protector and really what they want uh, in a big man and a rim runner uh, at, at the, you know, that's, that's at work. Like at, at best, that's what he could be, but at worst, he's a serviceable fill-in for, for Kofi Coburn and a former top 50 big man who seems like he could be a lot better with e even more time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a guy that, like you said, the athleticism, the length, the ability to protect the rim, he's, He's a true five where we question that with Georgie. The four wasn't really a fit for him, but especially defensively, his the fact that he's only six foot nine, he has a hard time protecting the rim and, and rebounding as well. And I think that uh, Omar Payne in that sense is a lot better fit for what Illinois wants. Uh, and if you do have an opportunity where Kofi comes back and you have Omar, I mean, that's a pretty good front court. And I know that you're going to, if you're just stat digging and, and looking at, he only averaged four points and four rebounds. And, and I, look, there's something to be said. He needs to be more productive, more consistent, uh, to be on the floor more. Uh, but some of the analytics, when you look at uh, Synergy, he was great in the pick and roll as far as a guy that can roll to the rim, catch and dunk, finish above it. You can throw alley-oops to him. We know that, as we mentioned here on the pod, uh, Andre Carbello is, is really good in that action. And that, that's something that Illinois is going to be looking to do primarily uh, I don't know how much Omar's a guy you, you dump it into on the block and, and kind of let him make a move. I was looking it up. I think he had six attempts as far as post-up moves this past year. He had uh, five mid-range jumpers, by the way, and he shot 44% from the free throw line. So, yes, right. offensively, it's it's rim running, right? It's it's Clint Capella. Like that's that's what you're trying to get, but like there's a lot of value in that and being a rotation piece and as you said, Derek, the metrics, like it's only what four and four he's averaging, but that's in 15 minutes. And when we look at his block percentage is elite, he's an elite yeah. protector and he's a really good rebounder, uh, especially defensively. So uh, you need that. And, and he's obviously got the talent as a former top 50 prospect who had offers from basically every SEC and a lot of ACC schools. Yep. And, and someone that will allow you to do more, just have, less holes in your defensive coverage because he is a lot more mobile than Kofi. And he is, like you said, 
I mean, his block percentage, I, I think you had dug and dig, you dug it up, dug it up. I, what, what are the, I don't even know what the proper vernacular is. There. Bagged. Uh, yeah, it's done. Oh, there it is. Uh, his block percentage was, his block total percentage was better than Kofi's in less minutes, like significantly, maybe in half as much. So uh, he, he can certainly do that. And uh, yeah, I, I think that also, and you talked to him, Orlando Antigua is, Resume is further updated with what Kofi's done being an All-American, and that certainly sells him. Also, relationships. He was familiar with him. He's familiar with his coaches at Mount Verde, uh, a very prolific high school program. So uh, there's a lot to like about him and, and interested and intrigued to see what Orlando and Fletch can do with him as they develop him. He has three years here still as far as eligibility. Yeah, and for all those nerves about you lose an Io, he's one of the best players ever in the program, but you can sell Io. And that's really appealing to an Armand Franklin or a Ty Ty Washington. I, I don't know if they're going to land them, but it's that you have that sell and it's not some player you coached at some other school anymore. It's not Brad Underwood selling Juwan Evans or John Gross selling DJ Cooper for four years, right? It's that guy was just an All-American, just the Bob Cousy Award winner. Oh, and Kofi, like he's one of the best big men in the country. We, we helped develop that here at Illinois. Uh, I think that's an amazing, amazing sell for them. Um, so what would be your expectations for Omar Payne if he does have to play um, starting center 20, 25 minutes? That'd be interesting. Uh, I do think, again, it's probably not someone that is super high usage um, still as, as a, in terms of running your offense through him. Now, I think he's a guy that, could score is he going to score double figures in that kind of a role i mean assuming like you had said he might be the one sure thing in that post rotation if if kofi's gone and george is gone and i'm not sure hamlin's going to be back i don't think hamlin's going to be back uh <laughs> then who's his backup leave oh gee not going to be ready not going to be right. ready there's, there's going to have to be another another guy there uh and, and that's not to say they can't get someone that might even start or, or whatever it may be. We'll see. But uh, I would say someone that is definitely going to have his impact felt defensively, someone that gonna, is going to rebound pretty well. And I, I think scoring-wise, I mean, based on we've seen Curbelo spoon-feed big guys, as long as his hands aren't terrible, which I don't have any reason at this point to think that they are, that's three, four – sometimes even five buckets a night there. And and he is good on the offensive glass. So uh, if he were to start, could he give you double figures? Yeah, I, I think that's possible. And we'll see what he is able to do developmental-wise here in the offseason. Yeah, this guy's way more proven. But like your hope would be eventually, I don't know, because he's got up to three years of eligibility. I'm sure he doesn't want to use all of them. Uh, but due to the pandemic, he's played two years. Uh, last year was a free year. But your hope would eventually be he can make like a Miles Johnson kind of impact, right? Like that, that's kind of the more. I think Miles is a little bit more skilled uh, in in the post and has developed that. But you know, I think of a guy um, uh, who's the Michigan State big man, um, Bingham. Bingham, yeah, like like yeah. somebody somebody like that. You know, Bingham's not a go to scorer, but man, at the rim. He can be very, very impactful. So uh, Illinois needs one of those guys because right now they might not have uh, anybody else. All right, Derek. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just about to ask you, like, if, if Kofi and Georgie and Hamlin do not come back, and I wouldn't have counted on anything for Hamlin anyway, uh, but Lieb, you're not expecting anything from. Coleman Hawkins would have to play some five minutes, which I think defensively he could 
give you some good things, but he's going to get overpowered in man-to-man matchups. That's where they might have to go to a lower level and say, hey, we, we just need prove yourself. You got a chance to be in our post rotation, maybe be a starter, compete with pain. Um, that that's kind of the route I think they would eventually go at some point. Yeah. I think that that's a, a good way to think about it. Cause look to get to the big 10 and, and it's funny cause you do hear the, it's different to get to the big 10 versus try to get to the instant play tournament, just know to the, the physicality, maybe you just go get a bruiser, someone that can, uh, hold their own against the Travion Williams and whoever else. Trace, obviously, is still going to be in the league. Uh, I do think Coleman's going to develop quite a bit physically here uh, from the end of this season and the next season, and he could give you some minutes at the five. I don't think that that would be necessarily too hard to think, uh, but you would that would then emphasize answering the four man because I think that you can get away with playing Coleman at the five if you were to have a pretty darn good physical athletic four man. Yeah, like a bishop. Like if you had a bishop with them, like in that right. three man rotation, where yeah, that that would be interesting. Or an Entabwe, where where I think he's a better rebounder. Like, yeah, that's that's again like that versatility of, of a front court that they just didn't have this year. It was so Kofi reliant. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, what's next, Derek? Like, what what's the timeline on this stuff? Because Ty Ty. Um, obviously there's a lot of competition for him, a lot of competition for Armand Franklin, Brandon Podzimski, Illinois offering all his AAU teammates. So maybe that's, <laughs> that's telling us something here, but what do you think is next coming up? Yeah, I think some dominoes are going to start falling here probably the next seven to 10 days. When you think about Ty Ty, his season being over now, Geico Nationals finished up this week. I, I think he's maybe I need a little bit of time to figure some things out, but the major players seem to be pretty clear for him. Illinois, Kansas, Auburn's made a nice run. UCLA has been in there. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, late signing periods coming up here, April 14th, if he's ready by then to make a decision. Brandon Podzimski, uh, I spoke to his dad last week. It sounds like they're going to be eyeing that start of the late signing period for a decision for him. And Armand Franklin, I don't think he's going to wait too much longer either. Uh, I think he's going to want to figure out whether – and let Indiana know if he's coming back and let these other teams that are pursuing him, Illinois, Louisville, Virginia, seem to be kind of the main options outside of the Hoosier program. I think three of those could probably decide here in the next week to two weeks. going to be busy, man. Yeah, man. No kidding. At least, at least you'll have some clarity, right? Because then if, you know, Illinois only gets one of them or, you know, gets gets all of them or two of them, uh, then you have a, a much better idea of where you want to go from here. Uh, but that transfer portal, man, it's not done. It's it's nuts, isn't it, Derek? Like, it is it completely changed uh, the way we have to cover a team, but obviously the way you put together a team in college basketball. And Brad Underwood's going to chat with us on Monday. That's my go-to question is, he didn't seem to, uh, to be a fan of all of this but you have to adjust to it. You have to adjust to it. And like, it's, it obviously impacts a lot of what you do. And one of the hardest parts now of college basketball is, is retaining a roster and retaining guys through their development. It seems, which it seems like that's why they love a guy like Brandon Lieb that gets it, that understands like, obviously this was Brandon's best offer or, and Coleman uh, seems to have such a great attitude about everything. Like, hey, this is going to take me time. Like, I'm not going to be the star right away, but if I stick with it and I stick with what I believe in, uh, you know, what brought me to this school in the first place, that eventually it'll pay off. It seems harder and harder to do that. Yep, for sure. And it does provide a lot of opportunity. And I don't think that 
it's not it's not done. I mean, there's going to be more names that are going to enter the portal here in the coming weeks, and maybe even those who will declare for the draft might, if they were to return, might open things up as well. So uh, it's said over and over. Not, I mean, every a lot of people have probably heard it, but the wild wild west is kind of what the the industry term is as far as what coaches are are, are viewing this as, and they're not surprised. I, I don't think that they're. I mean, an Adam Miller decision kind of surprises them, but they expected madness. I mean, they expected just open season, and, and that's essentially what it is. And we can – it's a long discussion to have. I mean, it's, it's already happened. So whether or not it's good for the sport or not, we can talk a lot about it. Like, it's here to stay, and it's probably going to be like this the next couple of off seasons. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what necessarily is going to change that other than maybe someone's not happy they move. They're not happy again the next offseason. Well, you can't move again and be immediately eligible because it's just that one time. Which, by, oh, by the way, the NCAA hasn't officially said the one time transfer isn't uh, implemented. So that's right. If it's not, then <laughs> they've been sending wrong messages the entire time because everyone's planning uh, like it will. All right, Derek, we'll have uh, this topic to chat about the rest of the year. Appreciate your time as always, man. Yep, always one. All right, great stuff as always with Derek Piper, and you can check out his latest, uh, what he saw on the AU circuit for the first time in what he said a year and a half. Uh, he'll have the latest there. I know he's got a conversation with uh, someone close to Brandon Podzimski. Uh, he'll be posting here shortly. And, of course, the latest buzz. You'll see all of that on the VIP uh, board and the VIP content at Illini Inquirer. And as always, if you want to try us out, it's a great time to try us out. Get uh, on the inside of that VIP content uh, right now, one for your first month or 30% off for an entire year. It's more than $30 of savings. You can check that out at Alana Inquirer. And of course, Joey Wagner, myself, Ryan Easterly, we got you covered with football as well. And Brad Underwood will be chatting with us media on Monday. So check out Alana Inquirer for the latest there. As always, subscribe to our podcast if you don't already. Rate us, review us. We appreciate when you do that. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Alana Inquirer podcast.